guys, so this episode is with Dr. Dan Kopp from Kopp Dental Group, and I recorded this episode quite a while ago. It was recorded in the fall of 2019. We're now in March 2020, longest month ever. Um, I wanted to get this out to you much sooner as uh, this is day 14 of us sheltering in our homes in California. Um, things are stressful for all of us, and I just wanted to really be able to support you and let you know that I'm here for you and help make your day a little bit better and bring a smile to your face, listening to the goodness that's going on around us. So, um, without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Dr. Dan Cobb. You on the pod with Claire, we go talk about our problems, our thoughts, and share ways we can just pause and we're off to care. And if you lost and scared, baby, pull up a chair. Kindness, caring, loving is the mission. As long as we all stick together, we can make a difference. I'm down with everybody, so I'm paying it forward. Only positivity, so I know you enjoying it. No, the podcast about to start soon. Hope you like pop culture, 90s cartoons. Down with the locals like who know better. Round like Slodoko and Boo Boo Records here. No, the podcast about to start soon. Grab your wood stocks and you bang the drum room. Here we go, get ready to laugh. Put your headphones on, kick back and relax. Hey, today's sponsor is Dr. Vic Tiku at Slow Pediatric Dental. He's on Higuera Street in San Luis Obispo, or as my Spanish teacher, Mr. Montejano, would say, no es Higuera, es Higuera. <laughs> he's there on Higuera Street. And um, as his website states, he's a family man. He's a father, a husband, and a dentist in that order. So <laughs> he's a great guy. I love him. I love his staff. I love his office staff. Um, He's been in both of my daughter's schools helping educate them on proper dental care. He's done donations and been on the news. He was on KSBY. Him and his staff donated to a local boy that was needing dental work done, as he does regularly. And beyond that, he was actually um, involved in helping my friend out, and it didn't make it to the news. He just um, donated his time and resources to her and her little one. So... I definitely found out about him through my friend, and I took both my daughters there. He was just as calm and kind and gentle as could be, and if you have special needs kids that um, have special needs and you're um, weary about going to the dentist, I would totally recommend Dr. Vic and his staff. He specializes in um, special needs kids. And he's also a board of directors on the San Luis Obispo Children's Museum. And also, he just opened up his office in Paso Robles. So, there's a little bit of a wait to get in San Luis Obispo, but totally can fit you in. And then Paso Robles, he's um, up there regularly now. So, do what you can to get your family in, and you will just be so happy that you did. Okay, thanks Dr. Vic for supporting the podcast. Hi guys, hi fans of kindness. I'm here today with my dentist, Dr. Dan Kopp. Hey, Dr. Kopp, thanks for coming in. Hello. <laughs> so, you have been my dentist for like half a decade in SLO. Do you want to talk about your journey, what brought you to San Luis Obispo? Uh, yeah, definitely. So, uh, 
kind of going back, I, I grew up basically in Portland, Oregon, and um, to be honest, I never actually heard of San Luis Obispo until I went to dental school, and then uh, my good friend in dental school is Damon Barbieri, and so he's from here, and so uh, to make a relatively long story a little bit shorter, uh, I ended up moving down to work with his father, Ron, uh, when Damon went back to school to become an orthodontist. I don't know anything at all about Dr. Barbieri, but I've heard so many people say wonderful things about him. He's a, He's a great man. Oh, okay, good. He's, yeah, yeah, he was, I mean, he still is, uh, I mean, tremendously uh, influential person. I mean, he's like the second father to me, so yeah, I've got nothing but good things to say about him. Most of them. I'm just kidding. Tell me about growing up. Who taught you to be kind? Do you have kindness role models? Or today, do you have certain kindness role models? You're like, what would that person do? Kind of. I, I feel like it was, for me, personally, it was more of a, um, I mean, so, I mean, there was just so many people um, that kind of played that role in, in my life. And um, you were able to kind of lead by example and set an example that I could certainly emulate and follow. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, no individual real specific person, but tons of them. I mean, certainly, uh, my, certainly my parents, um, teachers, and yeah, especially in high school, really the vast majority of my teachers in, in high school were very kind-hearted people that wanted to help and wanted you to succeed um, and that would always kind of go the extra mile to help you out uh, in so many ways and then same all through uh, you know some of the people I work with through college and did research with were same and um, you know and certainly more recently I mean Ron Barbieri is absolutely fits into that category um, you know he's a huge heart and is um, uh, always impressive with how much he's wanting to do to kind of help others and do for, you know, do things for other people. So, yeah, I mean, more recently, he's been the biggest kind of influence in a lot of different ways. I was going to ask, is he the one that connected you with this organization you're volunteering your time with? It's called Give Kids a Smile, or did, did that happen? So, uh, I meant to go back and look up what year we did that first. Um, where the gist of it is bringing, uh, uh, bringing in kids that were identified during school screenings as needing some sort of dental care that don't have access to care and that need some help. Um, but I don't remember what year we actually did it first. And so uh, the joke for it has always been, I thought he signed us up for it and he thought I signed us up for it. <laughs> so I actually have no idea. Um, but we were both fine and happy to kind of continue it. And then same with the... Uh, um, there's also a NOR dental clinic um, in town that uh, he's done a tremendous amount for and um, has helped. He's been the dental director for the last couple of years and uh, has been on their board. And then so uh, I'm not part of the board or anything like that, but I've certainly volunteered plenty of time and hours uh, trying to help people. So it's a free um, clinic for um, sort of low income people in the community that also don't have insurance or any access to care. I it's just a phenomenal clinic. Really, really recently heard about NOR. It's N O O R. Yeah. And people that are listening who are in need or know someone in need, they can go check out 
um, Google NOR San Luis Obispo? Yeah, NOR San Luis Obispo. I uh, should pull it up. There's a, a medical clinic and a dental clinic. It's amazing. An incredible gift. Um, so I was going to ask, when you were going from Portland to, is it Southern California that you went to school? Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. Then yeah. did someone kind of pull you into their tribe, or did you kind of like have to stick your neck out and say, will you be my friend? Will you yeah. study with me? Um, I feel like it evolved fairly organically, where you, know, you come in and no one there's very few people that knew each other already. There was, there were some people that went to undergrad together. So some people didn't know each other already. Um, and then yeah, it just sort of evolved like I said, fairly organically where you end up lumped together and um, basically everything's alphabetical. And so you certainly get to know the people that are similar last names to you. Uh, and Carbieri, like one row apart um, and certainly the people that I knew best were on the first half of the alphabet uh, with a couple exceptions so um, you end up spending so much time there and um, you know, you're all kind of going through the same thing so you end up uh, you know certainly finding people with similar you know motivation and and interests and all those things and then when you Started your life in San Luis Obispo. Were you moving here with your wife, or were you solo coming yeah, to school? Solo, just and me. Then, That's why um, it was a very spur of the moment decision. You were looking to start a career, and you weren't in school, so I imagine it was not as easy to find your circle and your tribe here in Slow. Yeah, yeah, that it takes a long time, especially moving, you know, from one city to another, um, and then. You know, slow as I think like most areas where people are fairly, um, um, you know, they have their sort of groups intact and so it can be very hard to kind of break into them. My uh, saving grace and what made my life a million times easier was uh, having been down to visit enough times and seen and met enough of Damon's friends that I knew oh. a couple people before I got here. That's okay. Um, now that, oh. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's just like just knowing one person, two people makes that world of difference versus the, um, you know, having to really like join clubs and do different things to, um, you know, to learn everything from scratch. So. Right. I think when we were growing up, it was a little bit different. I'm seeing now there's like apps for mommies who want to make friends or people yeah. that want to like go find out who's in their neighborhood that likes dodgeball like them. But, but, I mean, yeah. my brother was trying to relocate to Philadelphia in early 2000s, and I was like, well, how do people do this? <laughs> how do you do yeah. this? Yeah, I, I don't know what the answer is. Like, it's, I think it is something that at least with the, at least with the internet and um, some of those groups, that it, it's, it's got to be at least a little bit easier. But yeah. still, like you said, I mean, you still have to like, put your neck out and put yourself out there. <laughs> Anybody's which is not easy to do. Well, thanks, Damon, for bringing Dr. Kopp to um, slow maybe slow. a little portion of that. And um, I was curious um, in your practice and in your life if you've received any thinking notes or written any that have been kind of special to you. Um, I, I do like the uh, good old written thank you card. Um, so I've certainly written plenty over the years. The probably the most impactful 
um, and most kind of dramatic that that we've gotten. There's been um, you know a number of people where we've rebuilt their smiles um, and you know so a couple of people that we you know just a combination of getting them out of tremendous amount of pain and rebuilding their um, smile um, that really kind of changed them and changed their uh, whole kind of perception of themselves and you know like the as you imagine left you see the positive psychological impacts i mean aesthetically it's a huge huge portion of um, what you kind of portray to the world and so those those are certainly the most dramatic and um, most um, impactful and received so to speak absolutely oh i could get Terry, I just thinking about it, I don't have big issues. I just have stains in my teeth and I can imagine what those clients are yeah. experiencing with having you work on them. Yeah, especially when you, sometimes it gets really extreme where you've got either a lot of wear or discolorations or missing teeth, mm -hmm. um, especially for you know younger people, you know, kind of grown up with that and having never really had that moment of just having, um, uh, you know, not even good-looking teeth, but or even like normal-looking teeth. Yeah. To then take them from, you know, from that to 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 being able to smile and be confident, and you know, again, picture you know, like the late teens, early twenties, you know, like going through all that is not that easy to begin with. So, um, you know, it's definitely something you can make a huge difference. And um, I mean, those are the ones that you, like we kind of do what we're doing, or. Uh, kind of test out whatever design I had in mind and set them up and here and then the tears kind of <laughs> Do they, um, any of your teachers in dental school teach you how to have care and compassion for your clients or is it only textbook anatomy stuff they're teaching? Because you have this amazing gift for not just taking care of your patients but making them feel good and I don't know if they can teach that. It's just your natural gift. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I I don't know that. I mean, it's I don't know that there was anyone that necessarily kind of taught that. I mean, I think that's they certainly talk about um, philosophy and and um, kind of developing your idea of how you want to practice and little things like that. But I don't know that anyone specifically really got into that I'm trying to think. I mean there are certainly um, you know as a as a group it's um, it's people that want to help and give back so there's always some of that um, kind of in there. Uh, you know dentists don't go teach at dental schools to make money. You know, they do it to, to give back um, and, and you know that's that's what's kind of the joke of it. So you know for the most part most of the people there are really very kind people. Um, and so there, there's some of that, but no, I, I mean, it's not necessarily anything specific that came out of school. Um, it's more just trying to make the world a better place. And your practice, um, so you have two other dentists that work there, mm -hmm. as several dental hygienists, mm -hmm. receptionists, billing people, and they're all so kind. Like, you just pick it up in the interview, or it's just definitely a coincidence? Look, no, I definitely look for it. Uh, it's a huge, huge like make or break type trait that to be able to uh, really kind of work and thrive within our office culture and system and what we're trying to do of you know really trying to make people kind of happier and healthier and more beautiful 
inherently you, you need to be kind-hearted and wanting to help other people for us. So yeah, no, I, it's definitely something I look for. <laughs> definitely took a long time to figure out that that needed to be part of what I look for. Right. I, I kind of get knots in my stomach when I have to deal with um, medical or dental oh, yeah. insurance issues, and I just talk to your <laughs> gal on the phone, and she's making me laugh, and the knots, like, loosening up in my belly. Excellent. So Good. thank you. Good. Um, you do, do okay. <laughs> um, you have a young daughter. Do you have any special like things that you have in your family that's a ritual that you like to show do to show your love for your wife and your girl and that you guys do for each other? That's funny that that question came up um, for her. So she just started second grade, and that came up too, and uh, we were talking about it. And we don't really have, a, there really aren't a lot of like traditions or rituals or anything like that. I mean, I think of it more as, um, you know, trying to make it something that's just part of daily, hourly, you know, uh, weekly life. Um, so I wouldn't say I have any real specific traditions, um, but it certainly fits in that bag of, things that I'm sure you think about too of you've got the small human that you're trying to kind of raise and you have this idea of how you want them to be in the world I mean you want them to be their own person but um, certainly wanting them to be um, you know, kind-hearted and generous and all these xyz things and you know you can uh, you certainly have to like show them that constantly so they can see it but it's it's a challenge I think yeah. that when you talk about her, your face lights up, and I feel like when she comes into the room, you must exude that towards her, and so she yeah. must get that from you. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, she's hilarious. She is definitely a very kind-hearted person as well. So I like to ask people about their self-care. Um, do you feel that you're good at self-care, being um, a business owner and a father and everything? I think I'm probably a thousand times better than I was a couple of years ago. Um, uh, it took me a long time, you know, life's journey, and just constantly trying to learn and do things better, but definitely took a long time to kind of realize that element of, um, you know, especially with as busy as everything is, uh, with, you know, you got to take care of yourself in order to be able to take care of other people and, um, you know, make sure that that foundation stays solid. So I, I think I do a much better job now that it's, you know, life's busy and so there's never quite enough time, but yeah. you have to make the time, but it's not always as easy to do as it sounds. My friend Kathy was saying that she's so boring and she goes to bed at 8 o'clock and that self-care for her is like yeah. treating herself like how you would take care of a toddler, like make sure you get good sleeps and brush your teeth and eat good healthy snacks and that's, I'm like, that's so... That's huge yeah. though, yeah. Um, absolutely do you have anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted me to, or any, um, tips that you would like to share to listeners about how to spread kindness into their world and families? No, I, I'm excited for this project that you're doing and, uh, uh, you know, kind of like I was saying earlier, you know, for me, part of my goal is, is really trying to make a positive contribution to, you know, this, you know, our, our community and society and um, you know and, and trying to do that on multiple different levels um, you know, in a very kind of real and kind of impactful way if, if possible um, and so you know like I said I'm excited for this and you trying to kind of do it in your own way too uh, what's particularly cool about this though is that you potentially have a 
even really significantly broader um, audience. So, so it was something in terms of the dental world. I mean, I'm generally you know one on one working with someone, not thousands, millions, hundreds. Millions of millions and millions of people that are following you every day and every minute. <laughs> so no, you know, I, I think it's. Um, I heard a quote recently that the I think it's fairly apt, and it's uh, the gist of it being, and I have no idea where it came from or who said it. That life's a mirror, you know, and you know what you kind of get out of it is what you're putting into it, and it's a reflection of you know of you and what you're doing and all that. And so, felt like that was that was pretty. Um, the accurate and pretty spot on. So I feel like the kind hearted thing and being kind and kindness fits into that. You know, treating people with kindness is only going to bring in more kindness. It's not going to do anything else. Um, I want to thank you again for sponsoring my episode with Erin Gomez. I was so nervous to ask anybody for any um, support or help, and I wasn't sure if anyone would say yes, but you immediately said, yes, I'd love to support you. So I got this little boost of confidence that, oh, I can Good. do this. Thank you, I'm Dr. Pop, so for supporting me. Aaron talked about um, how to take care of our earth, and he's our city council person in San Luis Obispo. So thank you for supporting him. Thank you for being here today. I want to let you guys know that if you have somebody who's taking care of you, who's a doctor or a dentist who you don't feel good with and you're in pain and you're not getting your needs met, find someone else. I did it. I don't know why it took me so long, but I am so happy I did. And I hope you all are as well taken care of as I am. And um, I'm so excited to publish this. Thanks again. Okay. Night, you guys. Talk to you next week.